Welcome. Thank you for choosing to listen to another faith-building message by Pastor David Entry. Faith comes by hearing and by hearing the Word of God. May your knowledge of Jesus Christ increase as you listen. Be blessed. In Job chapter 19, verse 25, it says, For I know that my Redeemer lives. Don't forget this scripture. For I know that my Redeemer lives, and he shall stand at the last on the earth. Then he says that after my skin is destroyed, yes, I know that in my flesh I shall see my God. Amen. He says that after my skin is destroyed, I will see my God in my flesh. Mm. The skin is the flesh. We need the flesh to live. But he says that after whatever I go through, it doesn't matter how it turns. Everything will turn for my favor because I know my Redeemer lives. And at the end, it shall speak for me. Amen. Are you getting it? At the end, at the end, it shall show in your favor. At the end, you will have the last laugh. Amen. You know what you might be going through, your family might be going through, the situations around you, but this fasting, we are believing God. Amen. No upset. I know my Redeemer lives. There are things in life that if you don't know, it's okay. If you don't know your neighbor's name, no problem. If you don't even remember your car number plate, no problem. But if you don't know your date of birth, problem. If you don't know your address, problem. If you don't know your mother's name or your father's name, problem in some areas. In the same way, there are things you should know. One of the things that you have to know is that you must know that your Redeemer lives. Amen. You must know your Redeemer lives. If you know your Redeemer lives, then you know the end will be in your favor. Amen. I know my Redeemer lives. When you look at Matthew chapter 14, verse 27 says that, but immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, be of good cheer, it is I, don't be afraid. And the people said, ah, ah, if it is you, then Lord, ask me to come to you on the water, if it is you. Mm. And then verse 29, so he said, come. And when Peter had come out of the boat, he stepped out of the boat. Mm-hmm. Somebody this year, you are stepping out of that hey. place. Yeah. <laughs> you are stepping out. You have finished uni three years now. You still can't get any good job. You are stepping out of that kind of boat. You are entering into the boat of your dream career. Yeah. There are people yeah. here, God is going to use you mightily in the church. The church is going to grow. Somebody yeah. is stepping out of the boat. I see an anointing coming on you. Peter stepped out of the boat because he knew this is Jesus and I'm going to Jesus. I'm taking this step in obedience to God. See, sometimes Jesus will tell you, step out of the boat. It takes faith to start walking on the water. Yeah. Human beings don't walk on water. It's boats that stays on the water. How come you are getting out of the boat when you are not yet on the land? Mm. And you are not going to swim. You are going to walk. You can't walk on water, brother. But Mm -hmm. why did he do that? Because Jesus said, come. Let me put it this way. Your prompt obedience by faith is what will give you your fantastic testimony. It takes faith to step out in obedience. 
It takes obedience to step out of the booth and it takes faith to walk in obedience. Faith for obedience is what we have to pray for. But one thing we have to know that if you are going to take, take a step of faith, you must be confident that your Redeemer lives. Amen. And at the end, it shall speak for you. And watch this. He began to walk on the water, step out of the boat. And he walked on the water to Jesus, not for his own agenda. He's just in obedience to so going to Jesus. Some of us must begin to walk on the boat to do what God has asked you to do. Walk on the water. Step out of the boat. There are people who must start preparing to buy your own house so you can leave that council flat in your mother's house. Mm. Because yeah. you are supposed to buy. People are going to lose their homes by you be buying houses. Amen. But you know, you don't just pray in tongues to buy. You have to start preparing. Start saving and start stepping out of the boat in faith. Start that business in faith. Amen. The only problem is we don't have faith in God. I see you stepping out of the boat and walking on the water to your destiny in the name of Jesus. He said, I know my Redeemer lives. And the Bible says, he took his eyes off Jesus and started looking at the waves. And then he feared, so he started to sink. But guess what? The good news is because his Redeemer lives, Jesus held his hands and pulled him out. When your Redeemer lives, you will not sink. Even if you step out of the boat Mm -hmm. by mistake and you are doing it in obedience and walking towards Jesus, your Redeemer lives, he will hold your hand. Quickly, I want to show you something in 1 Samuel chapter 10, verse 1. says that, Then Samuel took a flax of oil and poured it on his head and kissed him and said, Is it not because the Lord has anointed you commander over his inheritance. And then he began to show him the things that will happen when he left. And verse 9 says that, so it was when he had turned his back to go from Samuel, that God gave him another heart. And all these signs came to pass that day. So many signs. They poured the anointing on him. And after they poured the anointing on him, Bible says that God gave him another heart. God gave him another heart. That is what sometimes the anointing will do. Then when you flip to chapter 16, verse 13, the scriptures say that, Then Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the midst of his brothers. And the spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forward. So Samuel arose and went to Ramah. When the oil was poured on him, what happened? The spirit of the Lord came upon him. Usually in the Old Testament, the oil is used to signify the anointing of the Holy Spirit. So when Jesus Christ, he showed up to start his ministry, his first statement, he went to the synagogue and he read. The first thing he read was, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because he has anointed me. Did you see that? Luke chapter 4 verse 18. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me. Why is the spirit of God upon him? Because God has anointed him. So that means that when you are anointed, it gives the spirit the opportunity to come upon you. That is why we believe in the anointing. 
the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me. So Bible says Samuel took the flax of oil and poured it upon David and the spirit of God came upon him from that day forth. That's how come he killed the bear. That's how come he killed the lion. And that's how come he killed Goliath because the anointing of God had come upon him. The word anoint means to apply oil on the body. That's what it means, anoint. So when we talk about anointing, it means somebody who has who oil has been applied on. But real anointing is when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. But in human and in physical terms, the word anointing really means that oil has been poured upon you. In the book of James, it said, is anyone sick? Let them call for the elders of the church and let them anoint them with oil. Right. So the anointing oil is used for putting people into office. It's also used for the application for healing. Bible says the anointing was poured on David. It was oil. But once it was poured on him, the Holy Spirit came upon him. That your brother who is always sick, anoint him with some. That your child that is sick, anoint him, anoint her with some oil and believe God. Somebody was asking me, Pastor, how about the mantles? A mantle is like a handkerchief you keep around you. We bless it. And sometimes you can even send it to your relative who is sick somewhere. Acts chapter 19, verse 12 and 13. Bible says that handkerchief from the body of Paul was sent to the sick and the demons left. Right. So it's very important. That's what we normally do. So if you want to have, bring a handkerchief or anointing oil, bring it tomorrow. I'll pray over it. And if you want, you can use any, if you believe in God for any miracle, now that you are home, it's even easier. Pull out a document to, re, to stand for that miracle. Maybe you are a trained, um, you are trained bus driver. You can't get a job. Just use your license. You have a court case. Bring the letter out. You don't have to show it to anybody in your own house. We'll put it in front and I'll pray over the uh, letters, anything, you, any document or any physical thing you can use as a point of contact for a miracle. All right, so let's say you're a teacher, you are believing God for a bigger, a better job. You can use your pen or what you use or your certificate, anything as a point of contact. But it's better if it's a serious one. Maybe the bank is chasing you to repossess your house. It will never happen in Jesus' name. Yeah. You can bring your mortgage statement. No, you don't bring it to me, oh, please. You bring it tomorrow, hold it tomorrow, and I'm going to believe God with you. I believe God is still in the miracle working business. Amen. Our, our biggest blessing in this church is the message, the word of God we focus on. Every time the word of God is taught in purity and in power, the power of God manifests. Paul puts it this way. I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God. What is the power? The gospel. He said, this gospel which I preach, it is the power of God to save somebody. If you can save your life from going to hell, you should be able to save your marriage. You should be able to save your health. Because Psalm 103 said, bless the Lord, oh my soul, forget not that. Uh, all his benefits. Verse 2 and 3 says that, bless the Lord who forgives all your sins and heals your diseases. So the God who can forgive your sins, why can't he heal your diseases? Yeah. And who puts table on your, so food on your table? 
and renews your youth. To renew your youth, it means that you are not aging unnecessarily above your age. Some people, they are 32, but when you look at them, they look like 53. But God will renew your youth in the name of Jesus. Some of you, when you are 55, people will not believe it. They will still think you are 32. Some of you ladies, I believe God for you that when you are in your 50s, your late 50s, young 32-year-old boys will see you and think they are one of your age mates. They are age mates. And we call you, hello, sister. Hello, sister. And we say, my friend, you can be my son, okay? Yes, because the Lord is going to renew you. know, to renew your driver's license, to renew your SFA license, to renew your document means that you take it and then they do it for you. And then now it's fresh, like from the beginning. In the same way, if God can renew your youth, then that means as you are growing old, you believe God to keep you in a certain fresh state. Mm-hmm. You know, smoking, it will age you quickly. Alcohol is a killer. Fornication mm-hmm. kills more. It kills, it makes you age faster. Unless you do it within the context of marriage because that one, the blessing of God is upon it. Yeah, Anti-aging cream will not work for you. <laughs> this fornication <laughs> thing is making you age faster. Uh, Hallelujah. He renews your youth like an eagle. God will renew your youth. If he forgives your sins, then he can heal your diseases. The same God. Some of us, we only believe God, but we don't take steps of faith in obedience to God. Start to take a major step of faith. Don't listen to unbelievers. And don't relate to God like you would do when you are an unbeliever. Now you are a man of faith. You are a woman of faith. Why don't you start stepping out of the water once you know this is the right thing to do and you have the conviction in your spirit? Step out of the water. Don't be afraid. God is with you. Thank you for listening. To hear more from David Entry, follow him on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Why don't you subscribe to our YouTube channel at Karen's Church and subscribe to our podcast so you are always up to date. Be blessed.